When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. I'm Eric Steven and this is Wednesday, June 8th. Uh, This week with the Dodgers in uh, Chicago for three games, um, you know, some earlier start times relative to the normal West Coast games, we're going to sort of play it by ear. And uh, uh, live is the wrong word because you're getting this in the morning, but... uh, yeah, just sort of winging it after the game, seeing what uh, what happened, and we'll talk about it. A couple things happened in the opener. Uh, for one, the, the Dodgers didn't score. That's usually not a good recipe for a win. Um, the, all the runs came in the sixth inning. Um, in a span of four pitches by David Price, uh, Phil Bickford started the sixth, gave up two hits, including a, sort of a dribbler through the right side with two outs by Jose Abreu that extended the inning. That uh, brought in um, David Price with a scoreless tie, two outs, two on. They pinch hit uh, A.J. Pollock, uh, old friend alert. Uh, his first time facing the Dodgers, hadn't really hit at all this year other than like the first couple games of the season. Uh, and he, he uh, lined the first pitch into the right field corner for a two-run double. And then first pitch double to Jake Berger, intentional walk, and then an RBI single. Um and then all of a sudden the the game was over. I mean, it was, you know, not over, over, but, you know, 4 nothing at that point. And then the Dodgers didn't really uh, score. They rallied a couple times or put a couple runners on and had some double plays. Just overall wasn't a very good night. We're not here to sort of harp on that. Um, 
I will say the interesting part about this, and uh, we'll find out, I'm sure, later Tuesday, but or, or maybe we won't. Um, but uh, the the word was uh, before the game, uh, and I will link to this in the show notes from the beat writers who were on site in Chicago. But Clayton Kershaw, um, his back, lower back area feels fine after the flight to Chicago, and the plan is for him to start this weekend. Um, I guess they're not saying officially yet, but it pretty much lines up for Sunday against the Giants in San Francisco. Um, after Mitch White pitched, Mitch White was really good on Tuesday. Um, he pitched five innings scoreless. Uh, he d- uh, didn't allow anyone to reach base till the fifth and then loaded the bases with one out and then got two key strikeouts. Uh, just a nice piece of pitching from him. The only issue now is the Dodgers have four other starters um, between now and Sunday when, when Kershaw would slot in. So... Do you option Mitch White um, and bring up a reliever? Um, I th- my guess is that's what they'll do, but I, I don't have a that good of a read on it. It's just it's just sort of my my guess on this for a couple reasons. There, um, there's uh, about three off days uh, coming. They just had one Monday. They have two next week with the two game series against the Angels, and then the, the following Monday they also have off. So they don't really need a quote-unquote fifth starter, um, like even if Kershaw's not ready, until um, about 15 days from when they would option White. So um, they can sort of get away with that. Um, Now, there's also the matter of Andrew Heaney possibly being ready by by that time anyway. So I think what they're going to do, this is a total guess on my part, is Mitch White could get option and they bring up a separate reliever. Because I think the issue is, like, who, I mean, it's always a matter of who, who are you going to, who are you more likely to use? And the, the, the reason they usually do that, like, if Mitch White's not starting this weekend or the next time through the rotation, he's unavailable, like, the next three, four games. So they'd rather have an extra arm up for that, you know, for those games instead um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Now you can't do that a ton this year, just given the, um, limits on options. You can only option guys, uh, up to five times after May 2nd. So they can't go willy nilly like they sort of did last August when it was like every single day they were, they were like calling up a new reliever and sending someone down because also it was 10 days. Now it's 15. So there's some, you know, maneuverings that have to happen but I, I think that's what they're gonna do that's my guess but yeah um Mitch White uh, did pretty much everything they asked they didn't um let him go through the third time through the order he, the fifth inning was a very stressful day Robert said after the game um but uh yeah then they just of course lost it in the sixth so you can <laughs> go well what if they kept Mitch White in well uh, they let him face the third time through the order's last start and he went in a tie game and he went walk homer to the first two guys at the top of the order, and so that broke the tie. So it's you know it's you win some, you lose some on that, I guess. But Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, overall, not, not a very good first game. The one highlight, though, um, Justin Turner. Uh, had a single in the seventh inning um, off of Ronaldo Lopez, uh, literally off of Ronaldo Lopez because I believe it hit his glove and sort of trickled behind um, the mound a little bit and Turner beat it out easily. So, yeah, that that was his thousandth hit uh, since joining the Dodgers. Um, Only 35 uh, players have uh, a thousand hits with the Dodgers. That's that's a pretty low number. I was a little bit surprised at that. I was looking at this. So, um, Turner is sitting at 147 home runs. So, he's right now he's tied with Adrian Beltre for 15th place in Dodgers history. If he gets to three, if he gets three more home runs, he'd be only the um, the 13th guy with. 150 home runs and a thousand hits with the Dodgers. So it's select company. Um, the other thing about this, the sort of 2000 hit club, only uh, Turner's one of only four players, four Dodgers to do so that, that played with the Dodgers in the 2000s. And that includes Eric Karros, who um, did, you know, most of his work in the 90s, um, but played with the Dodgers through 2002. He ended up with 1,732 hits. He has the most. Um, he has the most home runs uh, in Los Angeles Dodger history with 270. I'm sorry, Karos has 1,608 hits. I was looking at the wrong line. Um, but then the other uh, 2000s people, uh, Andre Ethier and Matt Kemp, sort of the same timeline roughly for them, although uh, Kemp had, was traded and then returned in 2018, so slightly different, but they're over 1,300, and then Turner is the only other one. So it's really hard to get 1,000 hits uh, with one team, and it's just uh, I was, I'm was i trying to look on here. Uh, off the top of my head, I think he might be the only one. He's almost certainly the might be the only one to have signed with the Dodgers on a minor league deal. So that's what happened uh, in – after he got non-tendered by the Mets at the end of the 2013 season, uh, signed a non-roster invitee with the Dodgers in 2014. Uh, he's been one of like <laughs> like the anchor of their lineup for the for a good chunk of that time. Uh, one of the most clutch players in franchise history. Just a great uh, moment for Turner. I know he got to save the ball. Um, I'm not sure what how much of a memorabilia guy he is, but that's a, it was a pretty cool moment um, for Justin Turner, who's uh, been with the Dodgers for a while and one of the most sort of beloved um, 
characters in you know, beloved players in Dodgers history. Uh, I'm looking through the 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 list of Dodgers with a thousand hits. Now, at the top of the list is Zach Wheat. Um, he did not make an All Star game, but only because his career <laughs> existed before the All Star game. I know on our weekly uh, podcast, um, I joke with Jacob Birch a lot about. Uh, when I give him an uh, an old trivia question, it's just good process to guess Zach Wheat, and every, you're going to be right every so often because he comes up a lot in these. But uh, not in. The, I was looking at sort of who the Turners made two All Star teams. Um, the the thousand hit Dodgers who did not make an All Star team were Eric Karros, um, who played 12 years with the Dodgers. Jimmy Johnston also played before. The All-Star Game and from 1916 to 25. Same with Jake Daubert. He did win an MVP, but he was pre-All-Star Game. Same with High Myers. Uh, in two th- in uh, 2020, during the, the shutdown in the pandemic, I recapped the 1920 Brooklyn Dodgers season um, <laughs> because we needed, you know, we were trying to fill time uh, while we were waiting for baseball to come back. Uh, and I, I sort of did a week in review of every week of that season, and it was actually kind of fun. Uh, it was a good sort of fun to research that, and High Myers uh, came up a lot during that. Uh, he was very active on that team, uh, played a little bit all over throughout his Dodgers career. Um, then I'm looking at, yeah, m- most of the, pretty much all the thousand hit club other than, so you have Wes Parker, um, I guess, and then Babe Herman, and then Ron Fairley, these are players who played in the All-Star era but didn't make an All-Star team. Um, and then um, and then Eric Caro. So yeah, it's it's a bunch of guys who were very 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 good. Uh, you're you're not going to get into this sort of group without being really good. And Turner's been really good. So good milestone for him. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. Uh, <laughs> sorry for the lack of structure on this one. But yeah, so Dodgers lose the opener in Chicago. They lost three straight. Um, uh, just back to Mitch White for a second. The, um, the other reason is, you know, we've seen um, they just finished a stretch of 31 games in 30 days. They were so sort of taxed on the bullpen um, that they were going to use a position player uh, at the end of a, a game. They were trailing by five, although they weren't allowed to do that. And so they were kind of running on fumes. Craig Kimbrell's on the paternity list. He's not going to be available till the Giants series, but they brought up Phil Bickford today to cover that spot. So I, that's why another reason why I think they bring up an extra arm. I think they used today. I didn't see any of the postgame stuff, but like you had Bruzdar Gratterall who threw 26 pitches Sunday. That was the second day of a back-to-back. Uh, he had worked three of the previous four days. And usually when that happens, they try to give guys like two days off after that. Now, it's you can't always do that. It's not ideal, but I think that's what they were sort of working with tonight. Um, Alex Vessia pitched back-to-back uh, Saturday, Sunday. Same with Evan Phillips. So you have to figure maybe they were also getting two days off. So it, it is, it's so bizarre that even on a, a uh, when teams carry, are carrying 14 pitchers, uh, which means a nine-man uh, bullpen that, that you still have spots where you just have not a lot of guys available. So I think it's a situation where they will call up someone 
tomorrow. Now, of the players on the 40-man who have been optioned for at least 15 days, that's Garrett Clevenger if they go lefty, Reyes Maranta if they go righty. So look for that. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's kind of it. We will uh, talk about the middle game of the series uh, tomorrow morning. But uh, that's all for today. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) 